Global warming is a problem. Global warming dominates discussions on politics, economics, and obviously environmentalism, and has played a role in the 2020 presidential election cycle. So what is global warming exactly? Global warming occurs when carbon dioxide, CO2, and other air pollutants and greenhouse gases collect in the atmosphere and absorb sunlight and solar radiation that have bounced off the Earth's surface. Normally, this radiation would escape into space, but these pollutants, which can last for years and even up to centuries in the atmosphere, trap the heat and cause the planet to get hotter. This is what we call the greenhouse effect. Today on Rocks Talk, what geology can tell us about the future, we'll explore a lesser known area that is being affected by global warming, the Andes Mountains. Here's your host, Nate Vols. Glacier shrinkage or deglaciation is a strong driver of change for mountain hydrology and landscape development and bears multiple economic, environmental, and physical risks as well. And while we mainly think of polar bears and ice caps when we think of glacier melting, other areas are affected by this trend as well. Take the Andes Mountains of Peru for example. When we think of Peru, many people think of beaches and maybe the Amazon rainforest, and rightfully so, because of Lima and the fact that 60% of Peru's territory is covered by the Amazon rainforest. However, Peru is also defined by massive Andes mountains stretching the whole continent of South America. These mountains were formed when the Nazca and South American tectonic plates collided millions of years ago. In this collision, the Nazca plate was subducted under the South American plate, meaning that it went under the South American plate, pushing the South American plate up. This collision and compressional tension formed massive folding mountains, which we now call the Andes. These mountains were thrust up to such heights that they can now support continuous snowfall and even glaciers. That's right, there are glaciers in the mountains of Peru. And while they're not home to any cute polar bears or penguins, they are defined by strikingly crystal clear alpine lakes and play a vital role in the Vilcanota Urabamba water basin. Now a water basin is any area of land where precipitation collects and drains off into a common outlet, such as into a river, a bay, or any other body of water. And in this case, the Vilcanota and Urabamba rivers form the Vilcanota Urabamba River Basin. Now, I know that name might be a stretch, but you're going to have to trust me on this one. Recently, a group of scientists from Switzerland studied the impact that global warming has had on glacial volume in the Andes Mountains. Using data collected in 1988 and comparing it to measurements they recorded in 2016, these scientists were able to determine that in, in this time frame, from 1988 to 2016, total glacial area had decreased by 37.3%, from 226.1 kilometers squared to 141.7 kilometers squared. 
Shockingly, if these trends continue, estimates show that by 2060, these ice caps will lose another 40 to 45% in total area. Additionally, researchers found that the Vilcabamba Urabamba ranges were home to 84 new lakes, totaling 544 in all, formed solely from glacial runoff. Finally, on average, each lake increased in total volume by 9.7% from 0.637 kilometers cubed to nearly 0.7 kilometers cubed. These streams, rivers, and lakes eventually arrive at the Vilcanota Urabamba River Basin, which flows through Peru and eventually becomes the Amazon River. However, Due to increased volume, these rivers constantly overflow and as a consequence, landslides are extremely common in Peru, especially during the wet months. One of the rivers we mentioned, the mighty Urubamba River, flows through one of the most well-known sites on planet Earth, Machu Picchu. And we'll have more for you about Machu Picchu after the break. Welcome back. I'm happy to have you along as we discover the fascinating geology of Peru. And before we dive back in, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's podcast, the United States Geological Survey, who is rocking our world. And we shouldn't take them for granted because that's not nice. Okay, enough with the bad geology puns. Let's get back to Machu Picchu. Now you might say, Nate, why are you saying Machu Picchu weird? Isn't it just Pichu? Well, in Quechua, spoken by the Inca, it's actually pronounced Picchu because of the double C, P-I-C-C-H-U. In order to further understand the geological challenges posed by Machu Picchu's location, we must first understand a little bit more about the Incan culture. The Inca were the dominant empire in South America and worshipped the sun and the earth. They believed that each mountain was a god and named them Apu, A-P-U, Apu. They chose Machu Picchu's location at the base of a mountain that looks like a face. Trust me, the next time you look at a picture of Machu Picchu from right to left, you'll see a gradual slope, that's the Apu's forehead, the tallest peak is his nose, followed by two small peaks that are his lips, and finally the furthest peak on the left is his chin. Now, in order to find a mountain like Machu Picchu, the Inca had to find a region characterized by steep slopes and carved by mighty rivers, like the Urubamba River, which, as we mentioned before, flows alongside the citadel. However, the river, along with steep slopes, makes Machu Picchu very vulnerable to landslides. The mountains on which the citadel is built are known as Machu Picchu, Old Mountain, and Huayna Picchu, New Mountain and they are part of the Permo-Triassic Vilcabamba batholith. Now say that ten times fast. What is a batholith exactly? Well, a batholith is a type of igneous rock that forms when magma rises in the Earth's crust, but does not erupt onto the surface. This cooled magma is known as an intrusive igneous rock. Batholiths are the largest igneous intrusion. And, in Machu Picchu, these mountains are composed of approximately 60% feldspar, 30% quartz, and the other 10% is mostly biotite. Evidence for major rock slides and erosion is found in the Urubamba Riverbed, which winds around the mountain city. Massive boulders, once part of the Vilcabamba batholith, 
now rests in a small stream that was once the mighty Urabamba River. Recent hydroelectric plants have decreased the river's output that once enabled it to move large stones and other debris. The last major rock slide was seen in January 2014 when 200 meters of slope, now think car-sized blocks of granite, came tumbling down onto the Hiram Bingham Highway, blocking the access to the monument. This occurred during the rainy months and illustrates how dangerous this mountain can be. Mudslides also pose a major risk in the region because from October to March, the Sacred Valley of the Inca, where Machu Picchu is located, receives about 1,800 millimeters of rain. That's 71 inches of rain in just 100 days, which effectively makes the steep slopes one big slip and slide. Now, despite all this, these Incan buildings and monuments have largely stayed intact due to incredible feats of engineering that have truly stood the test of time, nearly 700 years in fact. One such feat are the iconic terraced structures used to plant crops on the side of a mountain. These gardens, for lack of a better word, allowed the Incans to grow crops like corn, quinoa, and beans but also acted as a way to mitigate slippage during the rainy months. Each level of the terraced gardens, and think of them almost like a staircase, features impressive aqueducts, which help irrigate the crops and protect the mountainside from mudslides and slippage. And while these brilliant architectural advances have stood the test of time, it is up to us to preserve this beautiful monument. In 2016, nearly 1.4 million people visited Machu Picchu. That's nearly 4,000 every single day. And while this influx has been vital to the Peruvian economy, many fear that having too many people means more wear and tear on the city. The Peruvian government has renovated the drainage systems and put a limit and schedule on daily visitors to help control crowds and preserve the monument. However, Erosion and massive crowds have taken their toll on the citadel, and officials have closed off many sections of the city and are even considering banning walking tours altogether. Our planet is truly full of natural and man-made marvels such as the Andes Mountain Glaciers and Machu Picchu. We must preserve them and make sure we do everything in our power to decrease our impact on Earth so we can continue to appreciate the beauty of the world that surrounds us. This is Nate signing off. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, geology rocks. <laughs>